are you guys excited to get to another fun-filled episode of Terribly Funny? I certainly hope so, because it's coming at you one way or the other. Here we go, gang. Brand new episode. Hi. I'm your host. I'm your buddy. I'm Steve Bazalone. Uh, and this, of course, is the podcast where I talk to funny people about terrible things that have happened to them. Isn't that fun? That's how we came up with the title, too. When I say we, I mean me. Um, today we have a wonderful guest. Uh, she's a, an old pal of mine, uh, June Diane Raphael. She's just a delight and the nicest. I first met her when um, I was a baby little staff writer working on Happy Endings. And uh, me and several other, two other, three other people wrote the finale of that episode. And she gets married to TJ Miller. And if you like Happy Endings, go and rewatch that because she's fantastic. Um, but you've seen her in all sorts of places. She's a, a great actress, a comedian, also a fantastic writer. But you, she wrote Bride Wars. She's also been in NTSF, SD, SUV. She's been in Crow Show. She's been in uh, Drunk History, New Girl. Uh, she's a voice on one of my favorite shows, BoJack Horseman. She's on Marry Me, The League. Uh, you can currently see her on Netflix, uh, the Netflix show Grace and Frankie. So go watch that. I can't say enough nice things about June. She's just the kindest. And today she's going to talk to us about uh, what it's like to be uh, a, uh, an orphan, a real-life orphan. Um... Uh, losing both parents. It's not great, but, you know, she has the kind of empathy and compassion and uh, wisdom that makes it seem that it's uh, it's okay. So I'm going to stop talking because who wants to hear that, really? And I'm going to let June start doing some talking here, shall we? Yeah, let's get started. Brand new episode of Terribly Funny and theme music. But I moved here when I was, it'll be 14 years for me in like a week. Oh, wow. So like the first like couple years out here, I did that. Just wow. because I felt like, I, I'm, nothing I'm doing matters. No, totally. When you're like at that it's age, just, and you're like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just spinning my but wheels. But that's a great like, way to put your energy somewhere. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, yeah. And then that became frustrating. So like, I don't even think this kid likes me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a bummer. Like, my little brother doesn't like me. Fuck. It was a real bummer. Um... Well, tell me some bad stuff, I guess. Oh, God. Yeah. Just tearing that <laughs> Band-Aid off. Um, well, I feel like I'm like someone who has like... A, it's interesting. I feel like... I, I was thinking about this before you came, and I think there's two categories of people. Some have had bad stuff happen to them later in life mm-hmm. or when they're adults already or they've come of age. Right. You know, and then there's the people who've had like bad stuff happen as children. Yeah. And I think that's so much worse. So I fall into the category of having had bad stuff happen as an adult woman. Yeah. You know, I lost my mom at 27. I lost my dad this past September. So. But that's. But that's bad. That's and, bad. And don't, <laughs> it's very bad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's very bad. And I'm like, oh, I, I came from such a robust kind of fun family mm-hmm. who was. You know, we're just always so excited to be with each other. And there's yeah. much joy in my childhood and magic to my childhood that Where I'm like... From? Long Island. Long Island. Yep. But I'm like, oh, I just didn't expect this. I didn't... Do you know what I mean? I didn't... Well, sure, you yeah. know what I mean. I yeah. didn't expect life would turn out this way. So yeah. there's the shock of that. But I do think I so much prefer to... Or at least I feel more prepared to handle it given that I had... Many, many happy years. 
Yeah, I think before well, I join like the sad person club, which is a weird club. It to is be a weird club. Of. It is a weird club because it seems like so unfathomable before you go through it, yeah. and then it happens, and it's like it's a fucking bummer. But then you're like, oh, it's just another thing in life. This yeah. one's harder. Right. But it's like immediately somehow clicks and like, oh, yeah, I get They're how suffering everybody's everywhere. gone through yep. this to some degree. Um, two things. Sure. One, I feel like in terms of like parents dying, better later in life. Yeah. Because <laughs> when course. you're a kid, that's rough that's stuff. That's just brutal. But I, to play devil's advocate, I will say I think in terms of, and I'm sure everybody has theories on this, but I think in terms of like divorce, it might be easier younger mm. just because... Uh, my parents were like 10 or I was, I was 10 when they split up 10 or 11. That's a tough age. It's a tough age, but it's also like at that age, you are still a child definitively. So you're being protected. Right. Whereas like my ex, her parents divorced very late, like when she was 22. And then you're like a full on, you're a peer. Right. So they're not like all the shit storm that they're dealing with yes. where I was like had this umbrella protecting me from because they're like he's a kid we'll keep we don't right. want to like drag you through the mud but when you're like an adult they're like no I don't care yeah fuck totally. your dad fuck your mom totally but parents yeah try to go as long as, as well, possible keep them around absolutely I mean I wouldn't say that I went through a divorce but I did have the experience of my dad dating another a, a woman that was not my mother they all were right. together when she passed very soon after my mm-hmm. mom died which is a specific experience and I can relate it to somebody who's, you know, parents divorced later in life because it was just so to have to kind of reconfigure your family structure. Yeah. And there's kind of, a, I think that that family structure, that idea of it was so comforting to me Yeah. that to then like both have my grief for losing my mom, but then also not even be able to keep that family together in my mind right. because there was someone new involved um, was yeah. very difficult. It's it's interesting because it's uh, it's reshaping everything yeah. that you you know. But uh, just to relate it to the only thing I know is like my mom died, and then very shortly thereafter, she my stepdad uh, started mm. re, started dating, and like I didn't begrudge him that at all. Like like you deserve happiness, and I'm sure this last year because she was sick for a long time, mm-hmm. she was, like it was really hard. Mm-hmm. And I know like when I split up, like there was. There was some joy and just like feeling something other than sadness. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, I remember this. Like it's like spring. Like oh, this is mm-hmm. a seedling. Look at that life. Um, but it was like the timing was like, oh yeah. Well, this feels soon. I, I know it's you got to do your own thing. I but. do also think there. I think men have more trouble being alone. Oh, for sure. As widows. why is that? Well, I have a theory on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think women bring so much of their emotional lives to their girlfriends and have dinner together and go out together and but but more than that more than just like the practical amount of time they spend with them i think we share more of ourselves with our female friends and not every man is this way but especially men of a certain generation are not i think they're saving their vulnerabilities their fears their sadness for their wives yeah and so when those men, and again, you know, my dad was older, I'm sure his stepfather was older, and I think those men don't have that to share with anyone anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they truly cannot be alone with it. I mean, my dad was very self-sufficient. It wasn't like, oh, this is a man who doesn't know how to do his laundry. But he, you know... And it was interesting, too, to see him grieve very differently because 
my sisters and I, you know, and my, my mom passed away suddenly, but she, we all like were hugging each other yeah. and all of our girlfriends were like wailing in one big, like a group mm-hmm. hug in the living room. You know, it was like, so sad and cathartic <laughs> and kind of beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was like wails from the house, uh-huh. people screaming and running in. I mean, it was that. The most cinematic morning. <laughs> yeah. But my dad, you know, I'd see the neighbor come over and like stand with my dad as he mowed the lawn and talk about something entirely different, yeah. but no less valuable or meaningful a way of connecting. Just completely different vocabularies. Yeah. You know? Well, especially that generation, I feel like. Totally, yeah. Um, it's sometimes I, I question like how much to share other people's experiences, but like my stepdad, who's a great guy, he's a fantastic guy, and like being in the in the weeds with him when my uh, mom was mm. sick and dying, like so very easygoing. Like if it was my dad, it, as much as I love my dad, mm. it would drive me crazy right. because he's my dad. Or right. this is like another guy who's just like very easygoing. Yes. Uh, but like you know, I think he was he's only been single for maybe a year of his adult life total so i think it was like a little bit of that like oh this is i feel untethered and you like want to satiate that but like i still feel the same thing being like i feel like i'm pretty progressive and evolved but like i still feel like i want that the thing that you're talking about right in a way that i feel like maybe is not as uh pronounced yeah in women well i think that women just there's a level of intimacy that we have with our friends Mm -hmm. that is truly it's very very intimate you know and i i have that of course with my husband too but i don't know that he or men have that on that level maybe they do maybe i don't maybe some men do i mean i I, there's definitely some friends that i do yes but it's just not as consistent right like the friends that i do have that with uh it's not all the time yeah and also i don't know i think we're also in a stage where uh, families take over. Yes, like, absolutely. You know, like just time and energy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Like, I'm curious what your relationship now with your stepdad is because I'm going through the process mm. of, like, redefining my dad and and his girlfriend and amazing caretaker. And, I mean, I, I love this woman. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. But it's, it's interesting now to head off into a relationship with her without my father. Right. Because that's what that he's the reason for the season you know what i mean so it's like it's very interesting to kind of redefine our relationship too now yeah are you guys still close uh we are but it's you know it's uh been a little bit of a bummer that just like anything else it feels like a little bit like you know the summer camp romance like you go home and you and we you write letters a ton initially and then over time it just kind of fades and it's like you know he's still a very big part of my life um but, like, the first six months after she passed, it was, like, texting every day, mm. talking every once, two weeks. And now that has since changed to, like, talking every, like, two or three months and texting, like, once every two or three weeks. Mm. And that's, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also, like, it's a little bit of a bummer. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm for sure culpable in that. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, because there's, like, a little bit, it's a bummer because, like, this is the tether to the last like remain kind of remaining contact Mm -hmm. that you had with you know your your parent well i don't know also what your experience is with your mom but my dad was also sick for two years and so i you go through i mean we had many many ups and downs with his illness and 
it was just a roller coaster ride. Like there were points where I'm like, he's safe, he's totally cured. Like yeah. it was that, mm-hmm. and you know, he had to relearn how to walk, and he did, and it was like, wait, you oh, know, wow. there were so many, so many amazing moments, and then such devastation. Right. So we spent two years on a ride together, mm-hmm. me and my sisters, and you know, my dad's partner, and. There's also something just like, like, I have been to battle with this woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seen it all yeah. with this woman. And that's it's so intimate it's and vulnerable. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but we're still, because it was fairly recent, it was the end of September when my dad died, and I, so I, we haven't quite, and she doesn't live here, you know, we yeah. haven't quite, I think, figured out how to be in each other's lives. Um, but I think we both want to, you yeah. know? But it will be interesting. Well, it's also interesting uh, just because I don't have this, but I imagine um, because you have, you have two sisters. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's also dealing with that in, mm-hmm. in like, a three prongs. Um, is she close with the other sisters? Or, or do you, like, talk to your sisters about, like, how do we... Have you been checking in? Yeah, or? we do. I mean... It's nice because my sister who lives in New York, I have one that lives out here and one who lives in New York, and the one who lived in New York gave birth. So my I had my second child, and he was six weeks old when my dad died. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't, because I had a C-section, I also couldn't travel to see him when he was in the hospital. So, and I was postpartum, and yeah. it's completely insane, but I was planning a trip to see him. He had leukemia, and so ultimately he just couldn't fight what he had. Yeah. But we all thought he was getting better, and he just he just didn't. But um, my other sister, who lives in New York, uh, had a baby two days after my dad died. Oh, wow. So we not only experienced the loss of my dad, but also, and that, this was her first baby, Life. I mean, it was like a, an explosion of yeah. <laughs> explosion of experiences. Truly, to have one of us completely transitioning into parenthood for the first time, which is such a huge identity shift, and then losing a parent, and me going into barely even recovering from a C-section right. and losing a parent. I mean, we've definitely had a lot of life coming at us, and. My dad's partner has been so wonderful with my sister in New York. She lives in New York Mm -hmm. and and checking in with her and making sure she's okay. And, you know, that completely endears me to her. You know, so it's, it's all good. It's just, um, she also has a five kids. So, you know, she has her own family too and their concerns and, and, um, so it will be interesting to see exactly how it all plays out yeah. and how we... Someone said this to me one time. There was a phrase. Oh, God, I hope I can remember it. Something like, um, not unresolved relationship, but... If so, the idea being like when relationships are unclear, it's like, mm-hmm. who am I to you? I'm not your mom. Right. I'm not your dad's wife. Mm-hmm. You know, who am I? But I'm sort of weirdly in those roles in some ways. 
And she was a grandparent to my toddler. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's very interesting to have relationships where you're like, I don't, I don't have a word for you. Yeah. You know, I can't, I don't know what to call you genuinely. Well, that's interesting. In general, I think it it feels like uh, you're not, you're no longer tethered to this woman. Yeah. By like, by your, your dad. But I think that that sensation of feeling, um, I know when my mom passed it was like right around the time like surely before a year before my grandmother died and then right around the time I got divorced so it felt like all at once wow. like all of the women in my life were just kind of like dust and that's like that's that's yeah but that's like hyperbolic and that's but it also yeah. felt like I felt untethered mm-hmm. um, I mean how much are that are you feeling because I've only lost I still have my dad and my dad is this like you know ball of neuroses and energy and he's fantastic yeah. but like he's still here he's still yeah, like here and kicking and doing a lot of stuff but like what is that f- sensation of feeling like unanchored or is that mm. not because you had time to get like I had it's time weird. to get used to the idea not that that makes because my mom well, was sick no. for a while and I think I did too actually like having experienced both sudden loss and loss after a, an illness I feel like um there was a part of me that did a lot of grieving while my dad was ill and was grieving for who he used to be and was grieving for his body and his abilities and, you know, his pride, Mm. you know, I mean, truly they're, they're what, and you know, but watching someone be really sick was absolutely devastating. And, um, I think, what I have found, and maybe something terrible is coming for me up ahead, mm-hmm. I really don't know, possibly is, but I think I did a lot of the hard work um, of losing my dad while he was still here because right. we also almost lost him so many times. Right. Um, and truly, I mean that I was, you know, went to Florida where he had a winter home and we were told he was going into hospice, you know, and there were many moments of like that, like your dad will never recover your dad, you know, just, there was, yeah, there were just a lot of really scary moments for us. Real roller coaster. Yeah. So I think in some ways my body had to like really go through the process of losing him before I did many times. So when I actually did, um, I mean, it was devastating. It was devastating. And I am very sad to not have him here. And I miss him like crazy. But I'm not shocked that he's not here. I was shocked with my mom because it was just an aneurysm that hit her out of nowhere. And, you know, she's totally healthy and fine one day and gone the next. So that was a, a shock that took me a year to even, quite frankly understand what happened like a a one full calendar year of like where is she you know truly it was that shocking um but now i feel i mean i'm also coming off of the holidays which were hard Mm -hmm. and i'm coming off of my birthday which was hard (laughs) So yeah, isn't that interesting? Cause like I expected like my mom's birthday to be hard, but then I got, I didn't expect my birthday yeah. to be hard. Yeah. Cause it's it like a hard. weird, like temple of like, Oh, that's a call. And I, oh, right. And that's what I found like the whole day kind of waiting 
mm-hmm. to talk to my parents, like waiting to talk to my dad. Oof. And I have hard spaces. Like the car is really hard for me because that's where I was to talk to my dad. Make your phone calls. Yeah. yeah that's where I do my, yep. my column. I've balled a lot in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> so the car is a really weird space for yeah. me right now. And I bought an enormous car recently, well, strangely, because I think I, I was like about to get a minivan. It was my response to grief has been so strange. When my mom died, I got acrylic nails. Oh sure, that were an inch long. Cool. Yeah. And like a French manicure with acrylic tips. And sure, man, feel good, and also do something weird. It's I, like a kind of cutting your hair. I, you know what it was? It was like I had this memory of when I was younger going to the bank and watching the tellers with really long nails huh. like uh-huh. flip through money yeah and it was just some sort of sensory thing where I was like oh I need nails and well, I need them right now <laughs> well it's also like you're grasping onto like some some like femininity yes. right and maybe that's yes my mother always had her nails done yeah you well, know it's like a nice right like an homage homage totally Hi, Paul Shear. Hi. <laughs> um, and then when my dad died, I was like, I gotta get a minivan. <laughs> well, those are like, opposite I, ends of the spectrum for totally, sure. Totally, but I was like, I have to be in that car and in that space. And like, yeah. I want to be driving a living room around the city, essentially. Like, I. It's kind of nice. And I didn't do that, but you see the car I drive mm-hmm, outside. Mm-hmm. I got something. Similar. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a big, it's, it's a, a big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah, it's the first thing I saw when I walked right, up your sure. house. How yeah. did you not? Mm-hmm. Um, but so I'm making choices that are based on like comfort and just like, oh, this feels good right now. Right. Because the car is a really bad space for me, I want to be in a big ass yeah. car. You want to? Yeah, it's weird. Like I don't know. Just sometimes. I, I like traveled a bunch, I feel like, after my mom. And I feel like that was like something like yeah. she would like. And also right. it was just like, I don't know, wish fulfillment and yeah. also distraction. Yeah. And also just like, I deserve this, which mm-hmm. is like such a privileged thing. But like also like you've gone through a thing. Just fucking make life easy for yes. a while. Well, I've also now had the experience, which has been really interesting, of losing a parent as a... Well, Paul and I were not married when my mom died, but without children mm-hmm. and then losing a parent with children. Yeah. And it's, I have to say, it's quite different. And yeah. in some ways it's really a lot easier because I am forced to, I mean, to be quite honest, even right after, like when I found out my dad died, I was about to put my son down to sleep mm-hmm. and I literally got the news because Paul was away and went back into his room and finished reading him books, uh, you know, because you're you have you have to. You don't have the time to like navel gaze you nope. as you would in your like twenties when. No, yeah. and in some ways, I think that's been great for me. And having a new baby has been great, but in other ways, I'm like, have I fully processed this? Yeah. Because I've had to keep on moving at such a pace. It's 24 hours a day. You know, I'm like a little bit thinking that I haven't quite stopped to feel all the feelings that are there. Yeah. I, I, um, for a long time I was thinking like I was cognizant of like, cause all this stuff kind of happened at once, like sick and then divorce and Mm -hmm. then mom. And it felt like, uh, I was a little bit just like looking for distractions Mm -hmm. 
and like I was aware of that. I'm, you know, relatively mm-hmm. self-aware. Like maybe, maybe I'm not at all, and I just think I am. But like I was aware that like I feel like I'm just pushing things aside. But I, I, I kept on thinking of it like a like a snowball. Like I'm no, I'm mm-hmm. kicking it down the road. <laughs> But hopefully, like, as they kick it further, more and more of it falls away. So when I actually, like, turn to face <laughs> right, it, like, right. it's manageable. Sure. I don't know if that's sure. real. But, yeah. Well, I think grief is a funny thing. Like, I feel like it is all coming for you one way or the other. Like, it's kind of you like... You can't avoid it. It'll just sneak up on you. can't avoid it. And I've been in a weird place of, like... Uh, I mean, the children of it all, that's where I feel really untethered because I feel really, I feel like I got amazing parenting mm-hmm. and I had a great relationship with both my parents and I feel that I got 27 years with my mom and 30, almost 37 with my dad and it's not, those aren't great numbers, but I'll... I feel like I got a lot and I got yeah. a lifetime's full. Yeah. Truly in that time. But what I'm where I feel robbed and where, where I feel like, oh, this is not this is not right mm-hmm. is the fact that my parents don't get to see my children. That is a real trip up for me. Yeah. Where I'm just like, oh fuck this. Like yeah, this is some fucked up wrong ass bullshit. Like yeah. I really feel that way. I'm like my mom and dad, like the most deserving people, worked so fucking hard. Like union school teacher, speaking about public schools in Harlem for yeah. many years. Like elementary school teacher. My dad a steam fitter. You, oh, like wow. I'm just like these people got fucking robbed. Yeah, and that's where a lot of my anger is about this situation. Is is really not even me. It's. It's and it's not to be honest. It's not even like oh, I wish, I wish my kids could have met them. They have so much love coming at them in so yeah. many different ways. Um, of course, I wish that. But what I really wish is that my parents got to meet them. I'm like yeah. that. That feels quite wrong. Quite wrong to me. Um, have you seen uh, 20th Century Women? No, I'd, I'm. I'm really. This is the other response mm-hmm. to grief. Is that. I cannot watch movies. Oh, really? Oh, see, I like went the other way. I just like wanted to be in a dark room so as an excuse to just like so, cry. Okay, yeah, I have a real. That's I'm fair. I'm only into comedies and. That makes sense. Um, like I can't do like La La Land. Like I can't oh. do fucking anything wow. right now. I can't. You're just doing like <laughs> Office Christmas Party and like that's it. I can't even do current comedies. Oh, so you just want to watch like The Jerk. I want to watch The Jerk. Uh-huh. I want to watch um, Bowfinger. Sure. I want to watch like Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, like doing their thing. Yeah. Like that's where I need to be right now. Comfort food is what yes. you need. So no, I haven't seen that because I fear it might make me feel something. Oh, it for sure would. Yeah, can't do that right for now. For sure would. Um, I won't get into it, but there was just, it kind of stirred the pot for coming in from, from somebody who doesn't have kids, like the idea of like at some point to have a kids or at least a kid Mm -hmm. and like the idea of like trying to explain like these people who molded me (laughs) or like you know hopefully my dad is around for that and i think he he will be but like trying to explain my mom yeah and it's just like i don't know how how do you how do you 
do that? Well, I'll tell you what I've been trying and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, my son who's two and a half did get to meet my dad and have a relationship with him, which was really cool, cool but huh? he only knew my dad as a sick man. And that's so a bummer too, right? It is a Somebody who's like a steam fitter? Yes. I think that's a robust dude. Yes, totally. His whole life, you know, but, um, so that, you know, my dad was amazing with children, so, but he couldn't really do all that he wanted to do, of mm-hmm. course, with my son, but, um, but like we talk a lot in some ways it's actually really nice to talk to him about them because and also to explain you know i had i had to explain what happened to my dad to him and that that's a lot to do for a kid in general right it is um and we because you know paul lost his stepfather only um, two months after my dad died. Oh, wow. So he you really guys have lost. had a hell of a fall. A fucking 2016. Yeah, Jesus and, Christ, man. Yeah, it was a day after. Or no, it was two days before Trump was elected. Mm, wow. <laughs> right in the sweet spot. <laughs> I literally, yeah, it was not great. So, <sighs> um, but we really have, you know, we did a lot of, we spoke to a lot of people about how to explain this two and a half year old and the advice we got from a dear friend who is a professor and really deals with children and grief. Mm-hmm. And she did say to use the D word. Yeah. Um, and to not shy away from men and to not say, you know, they're, they were sick. Um, because we get sick and like sickness is a thing. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard to delineate. What is like the right. sick that's going to end up with going away forever? Right. 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 Yeah. Um, but it's been really interesting and in some ways very healing to have to explain to him, Yeah. you know, because he now, he didn't quite ask that much about my dad when it was happening. Hmm. As time has gone by, you know, we have a blanket somewhere around here. That was my dad's blanket, um, that my dad wanted my son to have. And it was really sweet because whenever we would go over there, Gus, my oldest son would like always try to take it from him and ask for it. And so we, you know, we call that Papa's blanket. Mm -hmm. And and so it's interesting. It's been interesting to have to say to him, he's like, where is he? When can I see him? Can I FaceTime him? Oh, man. Yeah. That's a heartbreaker. It is a heartbreaker, but in a weird way, I'm like listening to myself saying it. I'm like, Papa's not here. We won't see him again. But we can talk about him. You know, I'm I'm actually, like, I find myself really listening because it's yeah. such small sentences, such short sentences. And that's kind of what you need, right? Yes. It, like, breaks it down to the most, like, biggest, digestible, yeah, yeah, the biggest and simplest ideas. Right. That we won't see him ever again, but we can talk about him. Mm-hmm. And he died. And to have to say those words... It has weirdly helped me really understand what happened. Right. You know, it's been very strange. Um, and then with my mom, you know, we never knew, which ugh, kills fucking kills me. Yeah. But but I we do talk about her, and you know, pictures, and she's in a book that we made for him with other family members, um, so he can look at her and. And well, that's nice to have like, like a 
a point of reference. Yeah. Like, it's not the same thing at all, but my mom had a brother that died. Mm -hmm. And also her dad died when she was incredibly young. So it was like these people that I knew things about and stories were always told about them. So it was like, oh, like folklore. And it was like, right. kind of like tell me a story about this guy. Right. And it wasn't the same thing as like grandfather or grandmother, but it was like, oh, I can see yes. like this is somebody that occupied a space in your heart. Yes, totally. And I'm yeah. excited for that. And I can see that happening. You know, I've like sang him the song my dad used to sing to me and he's like, sing me, pop, sing me the song that Papa used to sing to mom. Oh, you know, cool. That stuff. And I'm like, oh, it feels so great. And it's been really nice. I mean... It's funny, when my dad died, we had a priest. By the way, tell me if, like, I don't know how this long this thing runs. Oh, we I'm just... talking... No. Okay, all right, great. This is great. Um, and he was... It, my parents were both Catholic, and so it was at the this beautiful cathedral in our town. And they kind of rotate priests from all parts of the world. So there was this African priest who talked about this small village he came from in Africa and how they consider it one of the greatest honors in your life is to bury your parents. Oh, wow. And he gave such a beautiful... Well, I have another funny story about the priest who actually gave the sermon at my dad's funeral, but this guy just spoke when we were at the wake in like the wake room, mm -hmm. um, which was the same room we were in for my mom at the same funeral home. Oh, Jesus. You know, all of that was really absurd. Is there anything, you know? is there anything comforting to that? Or is it like, why the fuck this room? No, I mean, it's so garish. Yeah. That stuff. I don't know how much of it you dealt with, but like walking up to this weird room and then there's a curtain and you go through that curtain and then there's all of the coffins that you can choose from. Uh, and, and like, and like, which card would you like? Which card would and you would like? Check out yes. these urns. Yes. It's all very bizarre. Yeah, I mean, there's my parents right up there. Oh, that's nice. So in the purple one and then the white one back there. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Those are my parents. Isn't that kind of nice? I mean, that's not <laughs> That's great, my mom but... and dad up there. Yeah. Well, they look I great. Mean, the there's a picture of you in front of it? No, so that's actually my mom in okay. front of. Okay. Well, there you go. So my dad and mom are <laughs> so dark. My dad and mom were both cremated and their ashes are mixed together in that purple one. And then oh. the white one is just my dad. Okay. So he but wouldn't still want to like he still wanted to have like a bachelor apartment. <laughs> so he wanted to have like his own space. What I'm planning on doing, and Paul had this idea and I thought it was so beautiful, is scat we just haven't done it yet. We're gonna combine them all. Mm -hmm. Is scattering some ashes in the front yard so that at every home we have they're here. That's nice. Which I love that idea. But I had to fly home by the way with these ashes. Oh boy. I mean, to fly from New York to LA with your parents on your lap in boxes is, um, I mean, I'm laughing because I don't know what else, what, what the fuck, you know, when I had to like go through security, like, do I need to. Do I check this? <laughs> I knew I wasn't going to check it, but I was like, do I need to announce that do I, I have I tell TSA? remains? Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh boy. With me. Mm -hmm. Um, and by the way, you do need to tell them. Oh, that's good. It's so, good to know. So you know. I'll probably do that at some point as well. Yeah. And my sister flew with me and it was just sort of, I mean, we had a laugh. It was just like, well, here we go. Like, mommy and daddy are here with <laughs> just us. Just going on a family on trip. Lots. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, when we first, I mean, this is so dark, but when we first got my mom's ashes and they handed me a box, ugh, when I sat with the weight of that box in the car, 
I started singing, you know, to that song, Dick in a Box. I was like, mm-hmm. it's my mama in a box. <laughs> it was so horrible. What's well, so bizarre that, like, this is every, I this can't, is a life. Honestly, I can't even talk too much about it. I know I brought this up. No, I actually no, no, need yeah. to end this conversation. Because if I think too much about it, I'll fucking, like, I'll lose my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so sorry. This is me with movies. Like, oh, I thought I could handle this. Can't, oh, can't no, ever talk that. about this. I get that. <laughs> okay, so I, yeah. I actually can't talk about Ash is too much, but I'm... Look at a box is always delightful, though. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so we did have a laugh about it. But anyway, I don't know what I was saying. Oh, but that African priest, I really did... I do feel... You know, I've said this to some girlfriends of mine. I feel that it was an honor to bury my parents and to give them that and to do that mm. for them. And it was an honor to take care of my dad. Um, and I now walk through life with that which I think is a very beautiful thing you know Mm -hmm. Um, with my children that's where I get really caught up in feeling robbed and feeling how unjust it is but with my relationship with them I feel very settled I feel sad but but again that I it was a a beautiful thing to do for them Mm -hmm. And that I do consider one of the the greatest honors of my life. Yeah. I um, I don't know if you have the same experience, but because like I'm the writer in the family, mm-hmm. when anybody, somebody dies, it's like, yes, people do the <laughs> eulogy. And like, it's a tremendous honor to do, but it's also yeah. like, it's fucking, it's because yeah, r- you're like, feel such pressure, especially if you, somebody you love, it's like, I want to get all the stuff and yeah. like every facet. And also not have it be long and try to make it not just brutally dark. Just like, let's put some levity in here and uh, just honor. Um, Where was I going with this? It's hard to say. But like it, it it was such an honor, but also like the hardest shit I've written. Oh my God. Well, it's also like, I want to say all the words and I can't say anything. Like there's no, it can't be contained also a life in a eulogy. Yeah. You know, and so to have to do that feels very crazy. To have to put that towards. Um, I feel badly that I sang that song. I hope nobody thinks I'm like... I, I'm oh, no. absolutely devastated at the loss of my parents. I'm also just... Maybe I'm in a weird spot tonight. I'm like, oh, it's fucking absurd and I can only... I think that's I think that's I how you like, laugh, stay sane. Yeah. 100%. That's like the whole premise of this thing. Yeah. Like I had... I think I maybe have told the story before. I don't know if I have. But like um, right after my mom died, they had like a nurse come in who was a nurse I'd never seen before. So she must be like the, I'm the dead nurse, whatever her thing is. But she said she was talking about having to do an autopsy. And my mom had like cancer and she'd been in the hospital for like eight weeks. Like, I don't know why I have to do an autopsy. autopsy. I think it's just like state by state. Connecticut might be a thing. I don't know. But she said we have to do an autopsy. And this is like five minutes after she's died. And I was like, I don't know if you have to do that. We're pretty sure it's a heroin overdose. (laughs) And my stepdad laughed, and I was like, uh, and she like looked horrified. I was like, I'm sorry. It's you're right. Yeah. That's I'm I'm the asshole who was like, but like I'm more fucking give me the space. But like that's yeah, like if, what yeah. you do. Of course, I think. the gallows humor. Yeah, because yeah. well, it's also there's there's only so many like there's yeah you can't really sit with sadness for so long oh, because no, it just crazy. sort of immobilizes you. Yeah, like anger has much more action to it. For sure. So it kind of feels better. Sadness is stagnancy. It's so stagnant yeah. that um, 
then finding like a way to laugh, it just it really does move you through it. Yeah, um, I always like whenever I watch like a movie or a show that's like a drama with like a capital D and there's no levity. I'm like, what the fuck yeah, world this is this? Yeah. Where's this a world where like things are sad and only sad? Right. Like who, who the fuck talks this way? Right. These are the most boring people ever. Yeah. So like that just never rings true to me because like totally. anytime the, the times like I've laughed or like felt the most alive are like usually around. Yes. Oh yeah. I shit. mean, I never laughed harder for sure. Um, and there's, it's interesting, too, because I've now had the experience, and I'm just sort of coming out of it, of also, you know, really having gone through, I mean, I had a childhood home, so I, this is the only, like, house I ever knew, really, was, uh, we just sold, mm-hmm. and that was my parents' house, and... That's hard to sell, So, right? also going through, I mean, they had that house for 40 years, so 40 years worth of lives and what we kept what we didn't what the process of that i mean it was my dad worked in construction so did a lot of the construction on his himself and you know there were that was both good and bad but it was uh, the real estate agent was like and they were lovely real estate agents but she sent me or she called me and she's like, you know, some of the work your dad did was really um, not to code and really imaginative in certain uh-huh. areas. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah. And, but then I had to call her back. It was an insane conversation. And I was like, I just am going to need you to talk about my house in a different way. Oh. Well, <laughs> she was that's like, also oh, makes sense. okay. And I was like, because I know there's a lot wrong. Yeah. But it's a I'm going to need... I'm going to need the tone mm-hmm. to be a little bit different. <laughs> she was like, uh, poor, I mean, she was so sweet about it. And so now, I mean, we're still not officially closed on the house. We will next week. But now, like, when she calls me, she's like, so, you know, there's a permit still open for the plumbing, which is totally fine. And that's great. But, <laughs> like, I should shroud it with all of So this. much politicking. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's like, you know, and the pipes stop working over the winter, which, you know, that'll happen. That happens. That happens. Old house. It's fine. It's fine. 40 years. We're, we're going to work like, through it. Like, you know, I'm just not willing to hear anything bad about it. I'm like, I get that. this is our home, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that has been, I've really, I'm really processing that as another very big loss. Because um, that's... It's the because ta- that's like one of the few tangible things, yes, right? That you can like everything point else to. is everything else is like an emotional anchor, yes. but that's like, oh, this is a place that has a yes. smell, that has a feel totally. that I spent so much time in that they did. Yeah. It feels like a, a reflection it's really of really hard. Yeah. Um, that's been very hard, and you know, I well, the one thing that comforts me is it's it has been sold to a couple that has two young children, so I oh, that's cool. I know they're gonna have yeah. a whole life there which i'm thrilled about and i'm writing them a letter which again you know might be strange but i i don't okay. fucking care again when you're grieving nice. it's like i gotta do whatever mm-hmm. these instincts are coming up be them minivans or yeah <laughs> nails yeah. or and i'm gonna write them a letter to explain like what this house was and the good karma they're walking into I think if I was a, a homeowner and i got that you'd want to like, get this is that. great yeah this is lovely and also yeah. just like knowing that like this thing that I probably spent a shit ton of money on, like it meant something to somebody and like, I feel good about what I've done. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, was there, granted, totally different experiences because mm-hmm. your mother went quickly and that was unexpected. But like, did you know, I mean, you're still in the weeds, I imagine. But like, yeah. hmm, did you have like more of like a, a guidebook? Because I remember I was constantly surprised by like my mourning process. Mm. Like after like a couple, five, six months, I was like, I'm good now. Yeah. And then like a year later, like, oh, I was depressed for a year yeah. and didn't even realize it. But like, is the second time like you're like, That's okay, I've been through this. I have a little bit of muscle memory. Um, I think, huh. I do think I did a lot of grieving with well, not really with my dad, but, you know, during the time he was sick, you know, I do know now with my mom, I mean, my mom, it's been 10 years, so I can talk about her and I can, you know, without feeling insane and, um, but grief to me is one of those things that both gets better and worse. Mm-hmm. You know, I find time to be both healing and not yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know people say, but I'm like, no, 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 no. Actually, when you experience more good things in life and children and there's a whole new wave coming for you. Yeah, because it is like fluid, right? Yes. It's not. It hasn't been the experience of, oh, it's all in some ways it's gotten easier every day but in others i'm still surprised by it yeah. still quite surprised by it um but i guess i i do feel that i having lost my mom already i know what i can handle mm-hmm. and so i don't feel like i'm going to crumble into you know or i'm going to fall apart and I think, I mean, it's a very Buddhist, like, philosophy, but I think I've, I'm more accepting of, like, suffering and sure. that we will all face what I've already gone through mm-hmm. and that it is, I'm more welcoming of it, where I think I was just really resistant toward it. Again, not in my movies. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. <laughs> no, thank you. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> that's the difference in but, how people grieve. Yeah. Yes. But in real life, I am. I'm more kind of like... Oh, I'm able to sit with, I think, the sadness of others mm-hmm. and bad things. Um, I'm able to sit with them in a, in a different way, which I think is a positive thing. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I feel, I still feel that I'm walking through the world without parents now. And that's very surprising to me it's very surprising but I'm also I guess if (laughs) I mean it's sad to say at 37 but I'm like oh I'm an adult it's I don't think that's sad to say at all like I am 35 and like I feel like a oftentimes I just feel like a kid wearing his dad's suit like I'm just playing this isn't real yeah like I don't really know how to do things yeah but like when you take because it's Removing that layer mm-hmm. between the stopgap between you and the great mm-hmm. beyond. Like yeah. there's like, these pe- this is the thing that's protecting me yeah. from the unknown. And now that's removed. Yeah, totally. And I guess you're an adult when you have to yeah, I feel look that down way. infinity. Yeah. yeah. And I also feel like, oh, no, I've, I, I, you know, went through 
especially with my dad, two years of, of some very difficult times and really letting go of my childhood, mm-hmm. like letting go of ha- having that parent child relationship completely turn around to where the child is taking care of the parent. Um, That's a bizarre experience, isn't it? It really is. such a role reversal. It's a totally strange feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, But now having children, too, I'm like, oh, I'm an adult. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. That's no longer a crazy thing, or I don't feel a fool. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I've I've, put that time in for sure, (laughs) you know? And I have... One thing I think that's negative is I, I... where I struggle is I don't have a ton of patience for certain things anymore. I'm really struggling with women and men, for that matter, complaining about aging. Like, that's a real tough spot for me. And yeah. granted, I have a crazy skincare ritual. I care. You know what I mean? I fucking care a lot. But I'm like, it is such a privilege to get older. Yeah. And I do not have the time to listen to people complain about getting older. I'm like, it's, it's a, it's an awesome thing that we should be so grateful for. Yeah. Well, I think it's just in general, when you go through something like losing both parents or any kind of tumultuous, difficult, arduous experience, like it just like marginalizes and yeah. kind of gives perspective. And like, I feel the exact same way, but like, I'm sure if I like, if my hair starts going a bit, well, yeah, yeah. No, and by the way, uh, I may do crazy things like, of course. Uh, please, don't get no, me wrong. No, it's because, like, again, like, it's fluid. Like, yes. the thing, like, I don't know. But right now, I'm feeling like, oh, it is really, I see old people, and I'm like, oh, wow. My parents will never become, like, I've never seen them as, like, elderly. I mean, I saw my dad is very sick, but he wasn't, like, an elderly man. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like, that's awesome to be old. It's so great. It's, you're really lucky to get it's, to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And also, I think I have a lower tolerance for people who... I'm curious if you feel this way, like, haven't gone through anything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it's harder to be with them. I think it's... And I don't know many people who haven't, by the way. Like, yeah. most people have at this age, but but it's, a, it's just... I'm having, like, a little bit of trouble with that well i think i i think i look at them the same way that i think people look at with kids look at me (laughs) and like yeah 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 like yeah like you're like you have your life is you have you're exhausted and you have your things but like i fucking wipe shit up and i've been up since four in the morning right (laughs) whatever and i think it's like the same thing like yeah you have your sadnesses and i'm not taking that away from you because like that is your experience, but it's also like, uh, you've got some stuff coming your right. way. You're right. you're fine for now. And by the way, every that's true. I mean, everybody will. I yeah, think just... well, you're also it's to your point like you're lucky that you get to. Yeah. Because the other inverse is like you just check out before you have. <laughs> right, right, right. You've but everybody's everybody's got something coming yes. their way. Yes. Um, but to answer your question, I don't know if I feel really. I've had two very different experiences. You yeah. know, I really have. Um, and I don't know which has been easier or harder. Um, you know, I think losing 
a mother is, is there's a different sort of primal attachment. Sure. That I think it's the thing we were talking about earlier about like why men need to yes because there, there's a maternal there's yes. like a softness yes a vulnerability. Yes. So I definitely had a really difficult time when I lost my mom. I mean, it was just I, I can't even like the year after it was just a fucking mess, mm-hmm. mess, mess, mess. And I'm still like I think about people I spoke to and things that I did, and I'm just like wow. I should not have been let out yeah. of the house. Like yeah. it wasn't okay to be it was a like, person. It was like, like somebody gave uh, a drunk person, here's your keys, <laughs> yes. have at it. Go to work? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck was I doing? Yeah. You know, telling too many people. and Although I did that with my dad, too. Like, I came back and shot an episode of Veep and, like, told every person I could find that my dad had just died. I mean, it was a lot. And whatever, I had to. I don't regret it, but... You know, it was like a compulsive. I needed people to know where I was at. That seems reasonable. I guess so. And just like I guess it's so. like giving like a hey, right. just so you know, right? But you know, when you feel a little bit out of control emotionally, yeah, sure. I was like, oh, after that experience, and and everybody was couldn't. I mean, everybody was so wonderful, but I felt like, oh, I'm a little, right? I'm a little out of control here, and. So, yeah, I don't know which has been more painful or less or, you know. I mean, I think the beautiful thing about my sisters is, you know, my dad really weighed on him that both me and my other sister who live in L.A. would not be there for the sister who lives in New York when she gave birth. Uh And it really weighed on him that, like, we weren't going to be there with her. And interestingly enough... We were there mm. because he died. Isn't that kind of nice? It was, it was a beautiful thing that yeah. we were there when she gave birth, which we would never have been. Um, and we were there for the two weeks after when she, you know, was dealing with becoming a new mom and all that that is. Yeah. So there's so much beauty in, in that. I think so. I I am not one who really subscribes to the notion of like things happen for a reason yeah i i think you can assign reason and right. that's that's nice to do if it feels nice it makes you feel like everything is not cold yeah. and uncaring and it's we're all just not like animals floating yes. in space <laughs> yes. but i know when uh my not the same thing at all but my grandfather which was this was 10 years ago that he died uh he went to the hospital and then it looked like like immediately like oh this is he's checking out so everybody came back and it was february i think like 10 years ago february 10 years ago and and then he like stabilized he was icu Mm. the whole time but he stabilized he was never like really you know um coherent but he was he was better and he like would was kind of around so like everybody came into town uh and this was in pittsburgh and this was the the first time the Steelers won the Super Bowl in oh, like wow. thirty years. So like the entire family was back and it was like this gift that my grandfather like kind of like gave like yeah. you're all together to experience this. Like I, you know, my mom was one of nine. So it was oh, like a wow. shit ton of family. So everybody was in this one tiny room watching this and it felt like this euphoric thing to like my grandfather brought us together so we could all watch right, this thing right, together. Right. And it was like just assigning reason to like totally. nonsense. But, but it felt nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think like you could, you could either assign reason or not. So why not choose to? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It it's feels like, better. oh, 
Well, yeah, let's choose to do that. Yeah. Well, I've really admired the way... I feel like you have incorporated... I see a lot of posts about your mom on your Instagram. Mm. And I love that because I feel like it... I don't see that from a lot of people who I know have lost parents. And I think... Or at least I've noticed it. I've been like, oh, wow. I think really... it's also like this time of year. Cause she died this time of year. It's also her birthday. So it's like a lot of yeah. mom stuff right no, now. No, but I yeah. love that. Because I think there's a part of me that feels embarrassed about my loss in some weird way. That like, I get that, though. That it's, it's so vulnerable and it's so... It's so sad mm-hmm. that it's hard to... That it's nice to see someone putting their loss out there as like this is well this is my life this yeah. is a part of it, and then we get to see pictures of your mom and hear about her. Yeah, and you know it's it's nice to see grief and loss incorporated into a life because I think most Americans have no fucking idea how to deal with it. Yeah, have no idea. How to deal with it. I agree, but I think it's a lot of because. Uh, not talking about it yes in any in any any sense not just like losing people but like depression or whatever, yes. whatever because like you know i think just like bringing like putting stuff like that out there yeah. in the world not in like a weird way hopefully but like putting that stuff out in the world in the world like allows us to have this conversation yes and like i would never like really you know engage with you in that way like oh like oh shit we have some stuff in common yeah for sure but like normally it would just be like pleasantries and like oh yeah yeah congratulations totally. on the baby which is also a great thing but like that's all we talk about like right. the, the joyful stuff yes no it's true but i wanted to say that because i think it's i think it's awesome and it also i think provides a space for other people to do that when you're like oh you're your person in the world who's respected and yeah. and talented and you know, and who's incorporating their loss into their lives yeah. or, or not like hiding it. Like, oh, it's over here for me to privately deal with on sad days. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, no, actually, it's it's kind of every day. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think so. And also, I think my experience is like just because of a bunch of stuff in a short period, it's like it's unavoidable. Yeah. And like maybe to your point, like some people have avoided it thus far. But that's mm-hmm. not going to be the case in your experiences that it's unavoidable. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, It's no. just a thing of we're all going to go through it at some point. <laughs> it's true. Everybody poops and everybody it's deals true. with sad shit. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think also I had a, an interesting experience after my mom died that I think still stays with me. And maybe that's why I started off talking about this. Like, oh, some people have it worse. Because I have that instinct of, like, well... I know I lost my parents, but I had great parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel very like, oh, but I'm, I, and I am grateful for that. But yeah, I didn't think I'd not have my parents before I was 40, but that's the way things turned out. But like after my mom died, I, I couldn't watch movies or anything fictionalized. I mean, I still have trouble, but I would watch episodes of Intervention. Like I would binge on them. Oh, wow. I would watch, I mean, I think I've seen almost every episode. What do you of think that was about? Like families coming I think together. It was no, Steve. I no? don't think it was okay. that. I think it I've only was. Seen, I think one episode. It's ever. really dark. Yeah, it's really fucking dark. I mean, it's people like prostituting themselves in a fucking like 
Denny's bathroom. I mean, it's for one hit that or something. Is, you just said the darkest thing you can play. A Denny's bathroom. <laughs> Prostituting, that's... But there's a many, but a Denny's bathroom? <laughs> that's like a portal to hell. Exactly. Like, it's really dark. Mm-hmm. And, like, stealing money from their grandparents who are living in a tiny trailer on, like, food stamps and, like, stealing all their money um, so they could get a fix. It's <sighs> so desperate. And it's so horrible and then the crazy thing about the show is you see them then get get this intervention with their families and usually they say they'll go get treatment and at the end of it you're like oh my god thank fucking god they're getting treatment like this is amazing you know they've got a new lease on life like uh, and because it's been a battle to get them there i mean some of them are they see the Th- that it's an intervention. They just take off like, down a run. highway Jesus. <laughs> like, with no shoes on. Like I've seen crazy things. One of them like literally tried to climb out a window of like a three story building. Like they know it's coming for them. They don't want to stop. Oh man. So they finally go to rehab and you see them on the plane. You see the rehab person taking them in and, and then the credits start rolling or the music starts coming up and you know, the show's over. And then there's a little card that comes up. What happened? That's like, after five days, Tanya left the facility and hasn't been heard from since. And you're just like, (gasps) then it's like the show's over. It's the most, so, I mean, you said you watch sad movies, but like, I, I can't really watch sad movies because I'm like, oh, this isn't real though. That's, I think that's fascinating that like, you just want to go to like the darkest real shit. I'll go there. Oh, wow. I've got on my queue, like, the Menendez Brothers documentary. I mean, Casey's told me to watch mm-hmm. it. Like, I want to go. I'll go there. No yeah. problem. Um, but. But the fiction. I wonder if that's a little bit like the same thing, like, the people who, like, you don't have time for a little bit. The people who haven't been through shit. You're like, this yeah, is, like, a little I glossy. See someone's. Yeah. I get it. This is your version of, like, what sadness is. Mm, right. Good for you. But, right, like, right. all right. I'd like to see the actual thing. Yeah. Like, I want to see all of it um so intervention was a strange like landing spot for me after my mom died where i was just like i would watch it and genuinely think like i think their lives are worse than mine right now (laughs) (laughs) there was something comforting in that i was like yeah "Yeah." that is nice i was like oh i think i have it better but isn't that it's i mean you kind of touched on a little bit earlier like saying like that i had really good parents like there's there's always like an instinct to qualify like It sucks, but it's okay. Right. And, like, I think that's a good instinct to be reminded that we're, like, white people in America. Yes. But also, like, the fact that, like, sometimes it's okay to sit with, like, shit sucks. Totally. And I will say, I think, when you have close, really amazing relationships with your parents, and then they die, it's a really tough loss. Because you, you know, conversely feel the loss so much more. But, um... It's like a, I, I do like the the phantom limb sensation. Yes. Like you know when people lose, a, a, they supposedly can still feel it. Like it's yeah. that for a long yeah. time. Like I can oh, like yeah, I still sure. go to call my you mom do. all the time. How long I mean, has it been? Two years. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. You're still totally yeah, in the baby phases. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't like are you saying that the same yeah. thing about your dad? Because you're like you know now. <sighs> right. I guess maybe that's where it's different. Maybe I've processed it, or the realities hit me sooner. Um, I mean, that, that said, I did, I had the instinct on Thanksgiving and Christmas to call my dad. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, and the last two years, 
I mean, my dad was never great with birthdays, but I would call him on my birthday and be like, Dad, it's my birthday. You know, mm-hmm. I'd like a, a birthday greeting. <laughs> I would just ask for <laughs> what I for needed. Me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did have that on those days. And, you know, I still, like, I could never take their number off my phone oh, and what no. they're saved as. Yeah. Like, no. that isn't. I guess I'll just never be doing. And somewhere I've got just, you know, mountains of texts. And they're yeah. mostly about, like, what people wore at award shows. <laughs> but I can't. At some point I'll go back through them. Yeah. 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 I mean, one thing I haven't been able to do with my mom at all is watch any video of her. Mm. Um, I did with my dad before he, when he was just diagnosed, but he wasn't sick yet. We did, like, a, a sit-down interview right, on this couch right here where mm. I really got to find out a lot about his family history and my mom's family history. So I'm really glad I did that. I'd recommend that to anyone who has living parents. It's nice. I did just did like one of these with my dad and it wasn't like talking about his past where he grew up a little bit, but it was just yeah. like, I was just like thinking about like posterity. It's like, this is yeah. like so nice just to have this one, like an oh, hour of him just talking about like kind of mantras and life philosophy. Yeah. And it was really nice. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I'm really glad to have that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, also my dad didn't, it's, it's different too when you're an adult, like you're, and if you don't live close to your parents, it's like, I didn't see my dad every day. You know, yeah. he lived in New York. I live in LA. Um, but I, th- I think in certain ways that makes it easier and then also harder because yeah. you're not, it's not an everyday thing. So initially it's a little bit easier, but then you're like, well, they're still yeah. around cause I didn't see them all the time anyways. Yeah. Do you have siblings? No, just me. Yeah. And that's honestly, an interesting experience too. It's like processing it differently than your siblings. Yeah. Cause you know, people always ask like, do you miss, did you wish you had a sibling? I was like, no, cause I didn't, yeah. I, that's all I know. Right, I don't, right, I mean, right. I was fine. Like I remember when I was a kid, like wanting an older sister, but that was never going to happen because yeah. that's just not, uh, possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was the first time when my mom died. It was the first time I was like, oh, I wish there was another one of me. Oh, totally. Like somebody else just to be around and take care totally. of shit. Totally. Well, now I also, I mean, which I wouldn't have felt until I had children. Like, I'm processing my mom's death in a way that really gets me where I feel like, oh, I now understand from her perspective as a mother, the relationship to her children. Mm. And That's lovely. Uh, yeah. Right? And I'm that makes like, you feel like you're... It does, but I'm also... What's hard for me is the thought of ever having to leave my child. Like, my children is so... Oh, man beyond the mm-hmm. beyond that I grieve for her having to leave us. Right. It's like, that's like a side for me, you know, in my loss of her, like I grieve for her loss of the unbelievably like intense, raw, primal, you know, bond between yeah. like parent and child. Um, that's hard. Yeah. You know, because I know that more now. Um, That's interesting because it also, like, in a way, your, your relationship with your mom is, like, still changing and evolving because you're learning more things about her as you take on the role that she had. Yes and no, though, because I wish I want to know so much more, right. you know? I'm like, oh, how did, how the fuck, she had three kids under five and no help and oh, no money? Boy. I'm like barely surviving with yeah. two with help mm-hmm. and a salary, you yeah. know, and living quite comfortably. I'm, I find it to be very challenging. I'm like, what I wouldn't give 
to ask her how the hell how she the did fuck that. did you do this? Yeah. And, you know, my yeah. dad was such an unlike, you know, unreliable narrator when it came to, he's like, I don't remember anything. <laughs> you know, because I would pepper him with questions. Yeah. You know, like, well, how did she, you know, and what? So, I don't know. I, I do wish I had my mom at this stage of life because it's such a new motherhood is so... It's wonderful, and it's also so guilt-inducing and so anxiety-inducing, and it's it's a place where I really, I really would have loved her perspective on it, right. and I really would have loved to have said, I, I think I always express my gratitude toward her, but I really would have loved to have said from a place of knowing fully what the hell this is, like, thank you. Yeah. You know, which yeah. I don't feel I ever got to really... Like, thank you for keeping us alive. Yeah. I mean, that's true. But don't you also, like, kind of think, like, without having, like, the fundamental um, fundamental understanding that you do now, like, she got that, right? Yes. I think so. I think so. But I also know every mother would love to hear that. Of course. Who <laughs> you know, Everybody so, wants to be like, thank you for everything. Yes. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. It's just a new perspective I have on it yeah. that I couldn't, that I haven't had, you know, I wasn't able to share with her. That's. That's hard. One of the harder things, but that's my sad story. That's a sad story. I will ask. I will ask one uh, yeah. question in summation here, and that is just um, any advice for people who Gosh, are. What a great question. Finding themselves uh, a, a a a literal orphan, and is that a weird term? Yeah. Also, like that to me, because I've had people say like, "Yeah, I'm an orphan." Like. Um, well, at my mom's funeral, like one of her friends came up to me and said, like, I've been, I've been an orphan for like, you know, three years now. And it was like a 60 year old woman. And, but like, that's oh, also like st- struck me like how much, like it's always yeah. shit. Like my oh, grandfather, yeah, no what age you are. Yeah. My grandfather has turned 89 today <sighs> and he's Bless. in the hospital and he had, um, he's doing well now, but he had pneumonia. And I like, for a while I was like, I don't know how great this is just because it wasn't anything that bad, but you're 89. Yeah. Your reserves are not. Yeah. But just like even seeing my dad go through that, and he's mm-hmm. sixty five, and just being like, "Your parent is your parent." You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it ever sure. lessens. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Advice. Um, I. Oh gosh. I do, I wouldn't know what to say to anyone else because I do feel it's a very personal experience mm-hmm. the way people grieve and. In terms of intervention and sad movies, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, we it's have a different very, experiences. Yeah, what what's gonna feel right? Mm-hmm. I don't. So I wouldn't even dare recommend anything in particular. But I guess I would say, um, and, and I guess I would say, feel free to share it with people mm-hmm. and to not worry I think I really worried about being like a sad sack you know Uh, and I actually think having gone through what I've gone through my capacity for joy is much higher Mm. than perhaps someone who hasn't done this particular walk um because I I genuinely think like oh wow it's pretty cool to be here (laughs) What yeah. I mean? Some people don't get to be here right now. 
because, well, they're dead. Yeah. Um, and this shit's pretty cool. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I return to that a lot. And anyway, though, I think I wish for myself I had given myself a little more freedom to to actually like go crazy for a little while mm. and not put in a, a judgment value on that. Um, I think there was such an instinct to like, well, I have to work and I have to do this and do that. And there's time for all of that, but you know, it's also okay to, to just go inward and, or, yeah. or go outward or whatever way you want to process it. Um, I think I felt an instinct to get back to it. Right. And there's a comfort in that in structure. Right? Yes, yes. And I think I felt I put myself under pressure to do that when I don't think I was really ready to. Again, with children, it's like you have to do yeah, it. So, so there's that. Yeah. But with my mom, I think I felt that I should. And I kind of wish I had. And I wish I had just given myself some more time to just be sad. Um and yeah, I think the main piece of advice I have is to is to be vulnerable with it and to open up and to post about it when you want mm-hmm. to or whatever avenue like feels right. Um, because I've been really surprised at how well how many people have the other the same experience, yeah. and also how loving people can be. I mean, I had the experience with my mom though of, you know, I had certain friendships like when I came back to L.A. that. I couldn't continue for whatever reason. Yeah. You know? I feel like, this feels trivial yeah, for some reason. Yeah, I couldn't... Reason. Like, I couldn't... I, I had an improv team of people I loved. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I can never be on this improv team again. Right. It's an old life. Mm-hmm. And this is my new life. And that's going to be a casualty. And there were casualties for no good reason even, really. But there were just casualties... And then there were people who I barely knew, and I'm still having this experience with my dad, who came out of the fucking woodwork, and I would have, like, incredible connections with, and then I became very close with. Yeah, I I find in anything I'm going through something, it's always kind of still surprising and astounding who feels comforting. (laughs) Because it's like certain people, like, I'm very close with you, and you should feel comforting, but for some reason, you don't. But, like, I don't know, this other person who I don't know very well for some reason, like I just want to koala. Yes. Yeah. I mean, my, one of my mom's best friends, a woman I like love, but both with my mom's death and my dad's, like, I can't even tell you how she said, she said the wrong things to me both times and mm-hmm. was the wrong energy for me. Yeah. And like, I would never have thought that she was like, she's been a family friend her whole life. Like she was my mother's best friend. Yeah. And yet I, I mean, I won't go into what she said at my when my mom died, but it, it has haunted me. I mean, she left me with a haunting image of my mother. That's not what you want. Yeah, no. Yeah. And when my dad died at the funeral, like I'd given birth six weeks ago, but she was like, oh, so when do you have, when are you going to have the baby? And I was like, oh, I already did. Oh, You know, boy. which by the way, like fine, but I just was like, wow, we, we really can't land a moment this, together. Yeah. <laughs> like We have to stay away from each other. <laughs> That seems fair. That seems but fair. anyway, to that end, I'd say be with the people who who feel right, yeah. and even if it's not who you 
expect it to be because the truth of it is people do not know how to um, face this and to face... It's really hard for people to talk about. I think it's especially if, if you haven't been through it in some capacity. Really or hard. if you have been through it, but you've never talked about it yeah. in any way. It's like, uh, I don't know. This all feels like a minefield. Yes. I'm just going to give a pat on the shoulder. Yes. And you okay? You good? Yes. Can I get you a, tur- a, a turkey yes. sandwich? Whatever the fuck. Well, we're, you know, and I'm guilty of having done this. Sure, you know? I am I, in the past I too. really am. But I think what the person who's grieving then ends up doing is making the other feel comfortable. Oh yeah. A lot of grieving is taking on other people's feelings. Like let me assuage whatever guilt or sadness you have. Which is really quite a burden when you're totally exhausted and like, yeah, it is. But it's also like to your point, well, it's also like, like when you were doing that with your kids, right? Because like you're taking on their feelings but for some reason, when it's like somebody who is you're just the closest to and love so yeah. much, it like somehow allows you to digest it, like because they're occupying that space, right. so it like takes the burden off of you. Yeah. But when it's people you don't give a shit about, it's like I don't want your, I don't want to yeah. fucking carry your load too. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't, and you know, I found a lot of times like when my mom died, people would ask me about my dad. You know, like how's your dad doing? Uh-huh. You know, because it was easier to kind of have a buffer. As opposed to how are you doing? Me. Yeah. Yeah. And I got that, but, you know, it was also hard. I wanted to say, like, honestly, I'm not good. Yeah. <laughs> not great. Like, I'm really not good. Mm-hmm. How much do you want? Do you want to continue this conversation? <laughs> yeah, or like, do you just want to, like, use the it's bathroom? Dark. Like, I can't go to sleep without a lot of substances. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very scared of... Of the nighttime. Yeah. You really I want never to... want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And I'm subsequently hate... making out with girls I don't care about at all because it's like I can stay <laughs> away from her. I can't imagine being a single person. Oh, like, yeah. I can't even imagine. <laughs> there was like some dark periods, but like I'm never sure. like, never destructive. No, but, like, never just, like, like bathroom at Denny's. No, no, no. Yeah. It was yeah, never yeah. intervention. I never jumped out of a good, window. Good, good, good. But um, I can't, yeah. I did have, God bless Paul Shear. Like I really had a... Thank God, I had a real safety net around me. It's nice to have that. It is. Yeah. It absolutely is. So advice, get a safety net. Yeah. Find Paul Shear okay. on Twitter at Paul Shear. Um, <laughs> love to take on everything. <laughs> no, um, but if you, yeah, uh, that's all the advice. I, I mean, you know, it is a it is a living, someone's died and then you have like a living and breathing experience with grief that changes a lot changes a lot i mean 10 years in i can't believe that with my mom because mm. i can still smell this woman you know what i mean like that's absurd to me um but and yet there are certain things like i oh, this will make me too sad to talk about it. i'm not gonna talk about it but <laughs> um but yeah it's it's changing it all and in some ways it gets worse and in some ways that's comforting because yeah. you're like oh cool i didn't get over this i didn't want to it's nice it's that's good yeah this still makes me really cry good well i remember just like five months four months after when i when she stopped appearing in my dreams yeah i was so bummed out because like but don't yeah i don't want to like i mean like i want to get over feeling like underwater but like yeah just and so like when you have those totems that are just like oh right I am still a sad, sad person about this. Yes. Not always, but at times yes. it makes me feel like you're still with me. Totally. Yeah. And that's true, I think. Yeah. Well, 
Thank you. Thank you. You're very kind and articulate. Thank you. I mean, come on. June Diane, everybody. She's just a ray of sunshine. She's delightful. Even when she's talking about some of the saddest shit, she's still wonderful. Uh, thanks so much, June, for coming out and talking to me on a Monday night, uh, especially when you have two very young children. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to see what else is going on with June, and you should, uh, go watch Grace and Frankie. You can also follow her on Twitter. It's at Miss June Diane. Um... And yeah, I hope you liked this episode, because I enjoyed it. Uh, Also, I want to say, if you guys like this podcast, and you must, because you're listening to the outro, and you don't have to do that. So if you like this, go to our iTunes page, write us a review, give us a rating. We'd love that. Also, get engaged. Let's have a little communication. Let's uh, have a little dialogue here, folks. You can follow us on Instagram. It's Terribly Funny Podcast. We also have a Facebook, which is the same. We have a Twitter, which is uh, Terribly Underscore Funny. And also, you know, give me something to do later at night when I can't sleep, which is frequently. Drop me an email. Tell me what you think of the show. Um, it's terribly funny podcast at Gmail. I would uh, sincerely love to hear from you. Um, and that's it, gang. Other than to say thank you to uh, Hayden Fongheiser for doing everything behind the scenes. Thank you to Julia Pod and Kingdom Flying Club for doing the art and music. And thank you to you guys for, you know, listening to uh, me and all my guests this week, June, talk about sad shit. But, you know, somehow we, I think we... Uh, come out a little uh, wiser and kinder and have a couple of chuckles along the way? There you go. That's all you want out of life, right? Get wiser, get kinder, have a couple smiles. That's it for me this week, gang. I hope you have a great week. Love you. There is only one